Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Good Sunday morning to you. It's good to have you with us here as we celebrate Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It's now after Christmas. It's just a couple days, but still that atmosphere still kind of lingers. But we're glad that you're with us here this morning. We're looking forward to what God has in store for this service. And I, I trust that this day he will speak to your heart and to your life. So we're getting ready to worship him, to sing along. We'll even include a Christmas carol. How's that? But as we do so, let's go to him in prayer and asking his blessing on this time. Lord, thank you again for your many blessings, for your touch, for that which you've been doing in our lives, how you have had your hand upon us. And I just pray that you will touch each and every person this morning, that you will reach down to that room that you're there in at this point, and that you will stir them, that you will excite them, that you will renew them, that you will restore them. Lord, that you will bless their hearts this morning with your word in worship and in praise. To God be the glory, great things he has done. For we ask it all in his name, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's worship him together.
Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine! Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit. In his blood, this is my story. This is my song, raising my savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Savior, 
perfect delight Visions of rapture Now burst on my sight Angels descending Ring from above Echoes of mercy Whispers of Continue to remember Pat as well. 
as far as her working through it. They're, they're a very close couple, and God's really blessed them and used them. We need to be used for them at this point and time as well in remembering them. So remember them as well. There are others. There are needs that represent our house. There are needs that you have right where you're at that we believe God's going to meet those needs and answer those prayers. So, Father, as we come together this morning in this place, I realize that you're coming into their place even as we pray. Be coming to them what they need you to be. Healing where there needs to be healing. Raising up, restoring, renewing. God, I pray that right now your presence overwhelm them and that they be smothered with the love of God shed abroad in their hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given us. May they know your presence as we've prayed. May they know your touch in multiple ways. I pray they will realize your wink, I call it, Lord, that, that just that little sort of wink that lets us know you're there, you're in this, you're walking through it with us. You don't leave us, you don't forsake us, you're there all the time. You become to us again what we need you to be, your grace sufficient, your strength made perfect, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, I pray that you will bless them, that you will encourage them, that you will lift them up, that they will know your presence and your touch again in a very powerful way, not only today, but Lord, this week, this next year, work miracles in their lives, I pray. Bless them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, we, we, we just want to thank you again for your prayers, for that which you continue to lift up on behalf of this house. I, I miss you guys. I know you miss us. Look, this is not a church where you have a meeting. This is a community. It's a family. It's a place where we develop relationships and grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I wanna encourage you to look forward to next week as we plan on coming together on July, or July, January 3rd. And uh, we're just excited about being able to come back in. Again, that's Lord willing. Please be looking to the website as well as to the Facebook page that you're on now and, and other ways of, of social media from emails on that we will let you know probably around Tuesday as far as having services in-house live next Sunday on January 3rd. But we also would like to remind you that the offices of our church will be closed from uh, January, or not January, but December 24th through January 4th. There's not a whole lot that really takes place, but we're still reachable. You can still get a hold of us. You can call us at our home, or you can call us on our cell, or you can leave a message here. We'll be checking that and be popping in and out because of other reasons uh, as well. So we're still reachable. We'll get back to you as quickly as possible. But again, please don't hesitate. I say that because uh, it's reminding us concerning our giving. First of all, I want to say thank you for your faithfulness. You've been phenomenal. I thank you for your obedience in what we do when it comes to his tithe. It's not about hanging on to it. It's about making sure that there is food in his storehouse to be able to feed. And it still requires us in many different ways to reach out into the community, to 
fund the missionaries to continue to go forward. But I want to thank you for your faithfulness. And I want to remind you, the way I do it is I, I always pay my tithe online through my bank. In other words, when I go on to pay my bills, the first thing I do is I go ahead and pay, not pay, I, I make sure God gets his, which is his tithe, and also the giving that I give, whether it be missions or other, and I make sure that's taken out first so that then I have what I know I have to work with. But you can also, besides giving online, you can go to our website at www.ravennaag.com and uh, click on the giving tab there and it'll take you to the page where you can go ahead and choose your giving, whether it be your tithes and offerings or missions or anything else that's on there. Uh, we make that available to you. You can just use that way with your credit or your debit card. And as well, uh, you can just go ahead and mail the thing. That's not a problem either. We encourage you to do that, to be a part of that as well. But we won't be here at the church for you to be able to drop it by, not until January the 4th. So God bless you as you remember that, but January 4th, you might as well be here on January 3rd, amen? So... <laughs> We, uh, again, we're, we're believing that, we're, we're expecting that. So God bless you as you remember that, as well as these other announcements that we have in store for you. God bless you. It came upon the midnight clear, that glorious song of old. Bending near the earth To touch their harps of gold Peace on the earth Goodwill to men From heaven's all-gracious King The world in solemn stillness lay To hear the angels sing sandwich like your grandma doesn't like me to? Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> Same. So how was your party? Lame. I don't get what's so special about New Year's. Oh, what's special about New Year's? Yeah, I mean, you stay up late, everyone says, Happy New Year, and then a ball drops. Let me tell you something. I remember a year uh, you were just born. It was a very difficult year. You may not believe this, but there was no toilet paper to be found anywhere. Gross. That wasn't even the half of it. People couldn't shake hands. They couldn't hug.
Well, this morning I want to share with you from my heart concerning what I believe God is putting his finger on for this coming year. This has been an incredibly difficult year for so many people. We've lost so many loved ones. We've taken financial hits. We've, we've struggled through scenarios and situations. We've all learned to come up with some kind of a decorative mask in order to, it's weird walking around seeing everybody in these masks and not seeing who they are. It takes a minute to recognize who they are. I ran into a couple of people at Walmart and I'm going, I know them, I know, oh yeah, that's who it is. But uh, it's, it's been, an, an, psh, I barely give it a one star out of five as the Amazon rating goes. But uh, again, it, it's, it's not where, look, we don't need to be stuck here. We need to be looking forward because I believe God's got some great things in store for 2021. I'm excited about what he has planned and I believe we need to be a part of that planning. When he shares his heart with us, that's why when I share with you today, I'm sharing to you from my heart, but I'm also hoping that you will take it and, and look forward into what I believe he has in store. That's why I wanna to talk to you this morning about vision, about vision. And, and, and let me just jump right into this to say, number one, vision is a clear picture of what could be and what should be, what could be and what should be. And, and the reason I want to explain it like that is because I, I'm sure a lot of you have heard vision described in a lot of different ways, talked about with different definitions that have been given to vision. I want us to all get to the same place to be on the same page so that when I say vision, we are all on that same page with what it is that not only I'm talking about, but the house is talking about. It is a conviction of what should be different, what should be better, and the way it's supposed to happen. And, and, and though they aren't right now, and boy, they aren't right now, they should be. And although my life isn't that way right now, it should be. And although our church isn't that way right now, huh, it should be. And though our nation isn't that way right now, ha, ha, it should be. I don't know what kind of sound effect that was, but it was interesting, wasn't it? What I'm saying here this morning is that a sense that greater things are yet to come and greater things are still to be done in this city. Friend, let me just simply say, first of all, that vision is about a forward motion. Vision, for example, is what caused Joshua and Jacob to not give up on reaching the promised land. They, they weren't held back by fear. They, they were looking forward to what God had in store, what God was doing, what God would do, could do, should do. And the reality was they weren't held back by fear. They're, they're wandering in the desert, but they are wandering not just in the desert, but in the promise of the promised land. So understand that, that, that what they saw is, is what separated them from the others. They, 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 it, was, it, was, it was, if you will, it wasn't standing still. It wasn't just, it was forward motion for them. It's what they could see. See, vision is what caused Peter to become the first missionary. 
and, and, and to break out of one people group and believe that the gospel was for all men and to take the gospel to everyone that would hear it. Again, it's moving forward. It's seeing what's ahead. Vision, friend, is when someone sees that could be and believes that it should be. Hello, let me say that again. Vision is when someone sees that could be and believes that it should be. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, looking forward, not getting stuck looking in the past. Sure, we, we don't forget the past. Oh my goodness, please don't do that. But it's not about getting stuck looking in the past, but looking forward. So how do you get there? Good question, right? Something I've learned about vision is that God gave us the power of what I call and have called an inner picture. Uh, you know, I've, I've coined a phrase. Sometimes I think people get tired of hearing it, but it's simply, what does that look like? When they tell me about something, when they say something, and it's, you know, I'm going to call them on it because it's, it, it really is just something that's out there. It doesn't have any substance beyond, behind it. I, I like to ask them to put more of a definition behind it, to describe it, to tell me what it does look like. See, I believe that we are born with a picture screen on the inside of our mind. And, and that screen is what we call imagination. And this, this picture screen, I believe, is what God uses to bring about his future plans and purposes in our lives. In Genesis chapter 13, you have God speaking to Abraham after Lot had departed from him. And it says in, in verse 14 of Genesis 13, the Lord said to Abraham after Lot had departed, or had departed from him, lift up your eyes from where you are and look north, south, east, and west. And the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. Man, if that's not looking forward to the future. See, what God does is he takes Abraham out of the tent and took him for a walk. <laughs> I was thinking, man... God needs to take a lot of us for a walk. But he said, he said to Abraham, he said, I want to talk with you. I want you to walk with me. And he said, he said to him, I know that right now, you know, you don't have any children. And, and I know that right now you're going through some, some things that have to do with your life and your household and all these other things. And you're, you're worried about the resources that are in your life and what you have to meet the demand that's being put on you. I, I, I want to show you that, that I have unlimited power, potential, I should say, Abraham, and, and, and that I have big desires for your heart and for your life and for your future. So I want you to look north. I want you to look there and see as far as you can north. And then I want you to turn around and I want you to look south. And then I want you to look east and west as far as you can see. North, south, east, west. And I'll give you the land. I'll give it to you and I'll give it to your descendants that are after you. Now, that's a huge statement, but notice the prerequisite is that when God takes a walk with Abraham, he says, number one, lift up 
your eyes. Man, can you say that with me? Lift up your eyes. Yeah, I believe that God would like, as I said, to take some of us for a walk right now. And that he'd like to say to us very simply, get your head out of where it's been. Lift up your, lot, your eyes from the limited perspective that you have had. Your eyes have been stuck looking back there when they need to be looking at what's ahead. Let's lift up our heads from the discouraging things that have happened to us this past year. From, from the unexpected experiences, the shutdowns, the, the craziness that has happened in our life, the things that haven't gone like we've hoped that they would go. Can, I'm, I'm just simply asking, can we, can we lift up our heads and, and can, we, can we look, man, we look. And then the, the next prerequisite is, is that you see as far as you can see. First of all, lift up your eyes and then see as far as you can see whether that's 10 feet or three miles. God says, this is going to be determined by you, not me. I'll give you everything that you can see because I, I want you to think, not just in terms of your lifetime. That's limited. That's, 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 that's a, a box, if you will. But I, I want you to see out further, if you will, to take a look beyond just your generation and beyond just the generation behind you, but the generation through gener... I want you to have big vision, big enough for your children and your children's children, not just to think about what can happen in your life. I want you to think about what can happen in the generations to come. So you have God saying to Abraham, no little vision, no wimpy vision, no shallow vision. I want you to think big. And, and I want you to see a better life for your children and your children's children. And, and you'll not be limited by anything except by your own vision. I, I think, as I said before, I think God would like to take some of us for a walk like that today. Because you're stuck where you're at, man. You, you're stuck in that place. And and, and we've lost vision for our family, for our, our spouses, for our own lives. We've lost what it means to look forward in that forward motion. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I, I just, I, I feel like asking, does anybody here want to get unstuck? I know I do. I'm tired of this and I'm ready to move on. I mean, I just sat down and and the other day and talking to God and just told him, man, how much, I, and I just bawled. I don't know how long I cried for, but, and I'm not trying to sound like some, but I mean, it just overwhelmed me, the grief that I felt of not coming together and joining one another. Friend, it's, it's, it's just human nature to get stuck in what we see right now, what's going on right now. And, and, and it's, as a result, it just, we, we have this default future where we continue to see the future as it is right now. But friend, let me tell you something. The Bible tells us 
that we don't just go by what we see. We go by what is not seen. You don't walk in faith by what you already have. Faith is what you believe can be. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, another thing I've, I've, I've learned about vision is that vision thrives when you write it and when you speak it. Man, I'll tell you what, we've got some things planned, but I'm not gonna get into that right now. I'm just thinking ahead to what we've been talking about as far as the pastoral staff, staff what we're looking forward to as far as the church. Man, we're ready to go on some things. But I'm just saying, hey, friend, let's move this church, right? You want a forward vision? Let's move this church to a, a sunny, tropical climate. I got some of you thinking in your head right now, uh-huh, that's, that's one way to write the vision down. Let's move it that way. Look, this is, this is known in the Bible as prophetic writing or prophetic speaking. It's, it's speaking to the future about the conviction that is in our hearts right now. Vision writes things down. If you, if, if you think I made that up, think again. Take a look at this in Scripture in, 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 in Habakkuk. It says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. Write the vision. Write the vision. And make it plain. Uh -huh. And make it plain. Put it on tablets. Well, we're, we got paper today, fortunately, that he may run who reads it. Now, I know you believe and understand what you think I said, but I'm not sure you understand that what you heard is not what I meant. Therefore, <laughs> we write it down. It's called confusion, okay? It's called locked up vision. But your vision starts to thrive when you write it into words. And I'm talking about even for your own life, for your own family, for your finances, your job. It's, 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 it's about thriving when you put it into words. When your vision becomes communicable, okay? You can, it's, it's not just a word, but it's my word kind of thing. And, and as a result of that being my word, I'm able to realize it being transferable. And, and now as it transfers to others, it begins to thrive and, and not just survive, if I can put it that way. Understand this about vision. Vision will begin to thrive and thrive and grow in its purpose when you make it plain, when you make it writable, when you make it clear and transferable. This is how people like Nehemiah or Abraham or, or even Peter and, and Paul, they, they followed a heavenly vision. It was God's vision and, that, and God's vision was communicated clearly to them. This is how people unite around a vision. Words create images, that's that word picture if you will, excuse me for a second again, but what does that look like for you? Write it down, write it and, and in plain characters because it is indeed certain. Yes, it is, but will not immediately, look, let me, let me just put it this way. It, it needs to thrive, not just survive. We have things that we're looking at, as I've been saying, that we've, you know, we're already writing right now 
for 2021. Things that will continue, things that will continue to go back to and, and, and use as a foundation and a platform in going forward because the church we see is a church that is exciting. It, it's growing and it's full of life. We're excited to get back to things. We don't see a dead church. We don't see a dysfunctional church. We don't see an old church. We don't see a worn out church. We don't see an exhausted church. And friend, we don't see a weary church, a fatigued church. We see an exciting, full of life church. Amen. The church we see is an equipping church. We see a mean, lean discipleship machine, something that God is using and speaking to a, a church that, that continues to move forward from the heart that he shares with them for the purpose and the destiny that he has for them. I think we ought to defy... Can I try that again? I think we ought to defy the odds. We, we need to welcome to the kingdom of God. It's it, 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 this, this, this thing we call transformation. It's called new beginnings, and I believe that's what 2021 is going to be all about. Again, we don't see a church as a place that you just attend. We see a church as a community, as a family to belong to. It's about committing ourselves to what Jesus said. If any man will follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Can somebody say amen? It's called a, a life of commitments. It's a life of, of trading in our ideas for God's ideas, our thoughts for his thoughts, our ways for his ways. It's about getting the owner's manual out, so to speak, and reading the instructions so that life works best. We write it so that people God calls here can embrace and rally around a vision. When we give, we give to a vision. When we pray, we pray our vision. Imagine the power of people saying the same thing, praying the same thing, proclaiming and speaking the same thing. The thought that this can actually happen on a larger scale for even more people is the vision that our city can change its preconceived ideas it's bias about God and church that, that, that our city will see God as he is, his church as he intended it to be, not, not as his people have unfortunately portrayed it sometimes. Let me give you this fourth thing, and that very simply is without vision, people perish. Let me give you two versions right here in your notes that Proverbs 29.18, and the old King James says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. In the new King James, it says, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints. But happy is he who keeps the law. Look, when, when, when people get in this place that they've cast off restraints, that they've lost that vision, when they get into that funk and, 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 and fatigue, if you will, life's a bummer. And, and there's nothing fresh that's coming down the road. And there's no dreams. 
And not only are you bummed out, but the people who live with you are bummed out as well. I mean, your poor wife, your kids, there's no vision. And now you're just in a perishing state. Can I say it this way? You've died before you're dead. Don't let it happen to you. Fill that vision bucket, if you will. Be that person who says, bring it on. Bring it on. Don't, let, don't be that person who says, visions just don't work for me. I have enough trouble with the present. I understand what you're saying, but the end result is, is, is that when I don't have anything else, friend, I have hope. I have faith. When I don't have anything else, I have those things. I, I got something working on the picture screen of my mind, if you will, in, in my heart that says it's not that way right now, but it can be. And with God, all things are possible. I, I'm going to believe it. I, I'm going to think it. I'm going to speak it, say it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to pray it. Where there's vision, there's hope. And where there's vision, there's life. Because you'll be dead while you're alive without vision. Friend, you have a, a, a right, a, a responsibility, really, as a believer to see things that are not as though they are. To imagine them, to, to pray for them, to move towards them. I want to share with you again today to lift up your eyes from where you are and look, man, will you look? Because it's time to get out of this and to begin to move forward and, and to realize what my next step is, to realize what it takes to get there. Look, as we begin a new year, I, I want to talk to people who, 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 who know who know in their hearts that it's time for us to step out of the shadows of this scenario and, and situation, our, our Christian level of casualness, so to speak, and step into the place of fresh commitment and dedication of our life to Christ. Friend, I'm asking you this day, I, I am from my heart, don't stay in the bleachers when God is calling for you to be on the team. It's time that we come together. I again say, I believe God has some incredible things in store for this house, yes, but for your life as well. Now let me simply say, if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, in essence, you don't have a relationship and, and, and what I'm talking about here is a nice idea, yeah, but it's not a reality because there's no relationship. This morning, I believe that God's been speaking to your heart and your life. I believe he's been doing something in here that's pulling on you because you know that you can't do this life that you've been doing and continue to do it. You need him. And so this morning, I ask that you would simply respond to the invitation he's He's giving you, he's pulling on you for, and that, that response is just simply a yes. It's not, okay, God, I'm going to do this, and I'm going, no, it's not about you. It's about him. And I want to encourage you this morning, if God's dealing with your heart, that all you need to do is say yes to what he's done. Yes to what he's provided for you, and to allow him into your life. 
to love on you, to cleanse you, to restore you, and to empower you. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten, that if you would believe upon him, that saying yes to him, you wouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. So Lord, I pray right now that this word goes forth into our lives in a way that sticks, that causes us to look forward, not get stuck looking backwards, not bemoaning where we're at, not going through the fatigue and the depression of, of all the incidents and, and where this year has left us. I pray that you will open eyes of understanding, fill us with the knowledge of your will. Within those pictures, God, may we grab onto that vision that we'll be sharing over the next several weeks as you continue to be lifted up and glorified. And Lord, I pray that there be literally for a lot of lives a renewal to that relationship with you that says enough's enough. I've allowed the enemy in so far. It's time to take back that which has been stolen. I'm believing God for greater things. And that vision for their lives, that vision for their family, that vision for their work, for their Spouses, Lord, I pray that you'll continue to grow their hearts and bless them. Lord, I rebuke the stuckness that they're in, and I pray that we grow and rise and take back in the name of Jesus. And for those who have been saying yes to you this morning, Lord, I pray that they will pray in their hearts, even now, along with me, Jesus, come into my life, Forgive me of my sin. Save me. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we would love for you to please give us a holler. Let us know. Tell somebody there in the room with you. Maybe write us an email. Uh, you can get the address from the website. But contact us. Let us know that this day, your choice was to say yes to Christ. Because we want to also be able to put stuff in your, in your possession that'll help you to even understand what's taking place here that much more. To use as material for the Holy Spirit to continue to speak to your heart and life. Ah, it's exciting to know what God has in store for you. My prayer is that God will bless you, that this will be an incredible year for his house and for his people. May God lift you up. May God anoint you. May God touch you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he smile on you. May he give you peace. May, your, may his name be all over you this year. May you prosper. May you be blessed. May you be favored. May the place that you work continue to see blessing because your hands are in that place. Your presence is there and he is with you every step. May God bless your home and your family, prospering. May it grow, may it continue to develop. May God continue to grant you protection, safety, and impart to you health. In Jesus' name, amen.
God, my Father. There